You're listening to The Bunker New York, live on Red Bull Radio. Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. I'm your host, Brian Kasinick, and my special guest today is Mike Servito. It's going to be playing throughout the next two hours with a break in the middle for a chat. This is actually the final edition of The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. <laughs> Drop Master Joe. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned. We're here for two hours. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio.
it's about. It's about having fun. It's not about getting paid. Fuck being paid. Fuck your money. Fuck everybody's money. That's what. That's fuck the money. Dude, it's not about money. It's about being paid. Come on, Lisa Rose, can you get your ass over here and play one song? Come on, then we'll all go to your party and we'll rave it up.
listening to the bunker new york on red bull radio i'm your host brian kasnick and we've been in the mix with mike servito hello thanks for coming in thank you again i don't know how many times i've had you on um quite a few maybe like six yeah i don't know at least a couple shows in detroit hot mix show we did have magda once we did do a lot actually yeah um i just want to say congrats on a really great run at red bull radio Yep. You've had some really, really great stuff. It's been fun. And, this uh, is the last one. Yeah. I'm trying to make it count. <laughs> but <laughs> it's <we'll> counting. <laughs> um, so you just got off tour with Magda. You did a whole High Kicks and Neck Snaps tour. I, that was the first I like did. proper High Kicks tour, right? Yeah. I mean, we we always kind of joked about it for like years and years. I don't even... I honestly... I asked her... I'm like, where did we come up with the name? And she's like, you... And I was like, we, we just must have been like, you know, drinking and being crazy. Yeah, like, I think we I, were the first ones, the ones we did at Output. Um, I think so, actually. Yeah. You know what? You know where you know where it comes from. Um, the the name. I mean, it, it comes from the new dance show. Um, you know, all the all the dance moves that they would do, and we were obsessed growing up, and still obsessed, actually. As yeah. adults, we reference it and watch it. I do, anyways, all the time. So, high kicks and neck snaps is from the new dance show. Yeah, it, you know, it, I think about that often. <laughs> that you all, yeah. not all the Detroit radio, everybody talks about all the time that everybody heard, but you also got to watch the new dance show yeah, after I school, mean, literally after class. Yeah, um, I don't think anybody, any other kids anywhere else in the world were exposed to that kind of music I mean, on television after I school mean, literally 4 p.m <laughs> in the afternoon you know you kind of waited for it to come on and um just the music that was exposed to us or exposed to me rather um i, I you'd never hear anything else like that and around the same time was kind of my interest in record shopping and buying music so when i started you know, when I started record shopping, a lot of that came, a lot of that influence and that taste came from the new dance show and from, you know, all those DJs, Touche, Leon Purse, um, Jesse the Body, like they really defined, um, I mean, they defined a sound and that, that was, you know, it was very Detroit, but also those records came from all over the planet. They were playing stuff from the UK, they were playing stuff from Chicago, from, I mean, from everywhere. And they, you know, they touched on electro and acid and techno, um, minimal, you know, they, you know, for them to play Dan Bell, I mean, everyone knows that video by now. Yeah. It's a big pitched, techno nerd. Pitched way up. Pitched way up. <laughs> and um, I don't know that, I, I think that that fearlessness in those DJs um, is something that we all kind of picked up or, you know, maybe subconsciously it was like, was a part of us yeah. i don't know just being able to play literally anything and making it work together and a lot of that comes from jeff mills a lot of that comes from the wizard shows that we also grew up to uh listening to on the radio and i talk about this all the time everyone always asks me 
you know, the same questions, but really like Jeff Mill between Jeff Mills and the new dance show, like that is my, that defined me, that brought my taste level to a certain place and made me want to seek out that music. And that's a connection you have with Magda as well. She, I mean, kind of, yeah, we kind of met just because we were book, getting booked at the same parties, um, here and there in Detroit. And, you know, she, she, she was already making a name and, you know, we played only a few times together, um, but our our friendship, like, I mean, right out the gate, we bonded. I don't even, I don't think either of us can even pinpoint where the friendship began, but it was apparent that two peas in a pod kind of situation. Yeah, I remember when she <laughs> so. first moved to New York, which was like 99, 2000, and I gave her a residency at Open, Open Air, Air, a bar where I was booking DJs. I remember yep. that you, you were like the first name she mentioned when I started talking about yeah. how are we gonna, I mean, it hadn't been happening at open air yet, but we wanted to bring in all these people right. and came up with the idea. Okay. If we can get people to pay $5 at the door, <laughs> then open air will still give us the bar money and we can use that money and buy I mean, people flights. And that you were like one of the first people she wanted to bring in. It's crazy to think that far back. And also the kind of, you know, the level of people she was bringing in, like Zip and Dan Bell and, you know, these big shots, like, and for her to always be so supportive of me and, you know, bring me on board. Um, I'm, I'm forever indebted to that. She really has been, like, my number one. Like, her and Derek have always been, they've always been in full support of me. Right. Um, even when I was like, you know, forget this, like, I hate this. Right. She They've took you, she took me. you, the, the first time you went to Europe to play was with Magda, right? The first time I went was with her and she, we did a few shows together, but also I did like a minus, like a minus thing with Rich and <laughs> like the Sorry. whole minus posse. And I was like, what, what am I getting myself into? But, you know, I mean, it was a great experience and uh, a different era and a different time, but I felt really lucky to be a part of Right. to be a part of that so so this particular tour you did seven editions of high kicks and next snaps oh, in 10 days we did seven dates um and you know it was intense and i actually was like oh why don't we do more but because she has three dates but i've already done those cities but it was it's intense i don't think people realize i mean you know it looks fun you know we're tweeting about it i'm tweeting about it i'm you know posting like stories like crazy just you know because i like that i like those memories but it's honestly everything else like it's really a mind a mind fuck yeah i think um, i think the travel is crazy yeah twice ever i've done three gigs in a weekend and that's yeah after two i'm just kind of dead i, don't I mean you did four on the first we weekend. did four the first weekend right out the gate and by the last one it was like wow you haven't slept <laughs> So we were kind of riding on energy, on this kind of reserved energy, um, adrenaline rush, and it was great. You know, I mean, not without, not without like some tension. You know, typical Mike, no sleep tension happens, but um, we pulled through, and we always do. Like no matter what, like me and Magda, I mean, we finish each other's sentences musically, and I don't know. There's very few people I connect like that. Um, I connect with like that, and really like. It's on, I feel like it's on another level with her. I mean, just from the get-go. Like, as long as we've known each other, 20, maybe 25 years, we've been friends. And I just don't know anyone 
that real i mean really we're on the same page all the time it's it's wild yeah so it works so the last time i saw you before that we were all in detroit you played it no way back <laughs> i was just kind of curious i don't know if we've ever really talked about your no way back sets in particular on the show maybe we have but i'm just kind of curious whatever <laughs> how like wh- do you have a different approach when you're planning these sets or are you just feeding off the energy at the mm-hmm. party because i feel like i hear you play and have heard you play more than just about anybody and the sets are always really special and different to me but there's something about that set um i guess to me you started at 9 a.m you played until well past noon and right. everybody was it oh i shouldn't i shouldn't speak for everybody but i was extremely tired by 9 a.m everybody seemed very tired it was like, what's he going to do? What's Servito going to do after this amazing night of music? Like, is he going to kind of like bring it down? No. And then you came on and it was just a bloodbath. Um, um, so, what? you know, a, a lot of it, it was very, you know, I think there was a tremendous pressure. There's always tremendous, tremendous pressure from the previous year. And I honestly, it was not, I say this every year, but I really was not prepared. The least prepared I've ever been for a No Way Back. And there's not really any way to prepare for it. You just have to do it. But, you know, I I was choosing tracks over a period. I mean, literally two months ago, I started like collecting music and figuring out what kind of sound, you know, and you never really know where to go because you don't know where you're going to end up. You know, you you know, first time playing after Erica. Um, usually I'm playing after Derek, you know, and we break that ice by playing together spontaneously. I'm like, I'm not ready. Let's tag. Yeah. So that was always a surprise. But this year was different. Erica, I knew she was, you know, I know... I know how she is and how capable and how kind of relentless. And I just wanted, I didn't want to break that energy really. And I was also, I just felt like tremendous pressure. And I think a lot of it was just this energy, just energy. I, I kind of gave up at one point trying to like figure out how I wanted to play. And I just said, just, just do it. Just go out there and just play what you see and what you hear. And like, that's what's going on. I really... I knew I wasn't going to like let it go. I just knew that, you know, I, I just wanted to deliver. I mean, there was no plan really other than making a playlist of like maybe 200 tracks, was, which was way too much. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, there was a lot of energy there and a lot of aggression actually because probably just because of that weekend and not sleeping and, you know, you're pushed to the limits. We all know that. Yeah. Like we really... So- push ourselves are there records or songs that you kind of you said you made a playlist of 200 tracks but are there is there music that you kind of only play at no way back or like that you doesn't really fit the vibe of what you're normally doing and i think the music at no way back that i play i mean i always want it to be really special i think that's i think we all i think that's why it succeeds and i think that's why it's kind of over the top because we all really strive to put our best foot forward. And I, you know, there are things I want to play that are like personal to me or like special, but a lot of this year was a lot of new stuff, a lot of, a lot of new uncharted territory for me. And I think a lot of people, that's why people were kind of like, Whoa, what, what the hell's going on? But we're, you know, it brought them back to life. So that's all that matters. Um, yeah, I don't know there. I feel like there was a lot of like new stuff I played. Yeah. And maybe, you know, I'm such a like, I'm such a head for like classics and oldies and I call them oldies, (laughs) but 
you know, I kind of, I didn't want to, I get pigeonholed in that a lot, I feel, and people think I only play a certain way, so. Yeah. Um, I know what I'm capable of, and I know I wanted to kind of bang it out different, and I think I did. Yeah. So. I mean, I've always thought that at some point, I don't know if it will happen, but that you should play, be able to play that way uh, downstairs at Berghain. They always put you in Panorama <laughs> Bar, which is great. He's a house DJ. Yeah, no, but I've no but one's I, ever said that to me. But like, I feel like people really think I just play house music, and yeah, of, of course I do. But I, I play, I kind of play everything. Yeah. So, and you're set on Monday. You're back to back with me. That, that was, was amazing. That was brilliant because Derek actually <laughs> covered. <laughs> Derek actually had to cover for me. So let me get this. Let me get this clear. I was ready at nine thirty, ready to go. Jumped out of bed. And then I double-checked with you, and you said they wanted to add the lighting, so we'd push back an hour, and I thought, great. So we made the mistake of laying back down, and next thing I know, it's 12.30, and I go into a total panic. And my first thing is, oh my god, Brian's going to kill me, what am I going to do? And I thought, I think I texted you and, uh, you and Derek at the same time. Cause I knew, I knew Derek was going to be there. And I thought that was really the only solution is to have Derek. F- he was there in. and he happened to have his USB yeah. with him. I mean, cause he's smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's it worked smart out well and... because we're also, I think I like the, I like the concept now of the Monday. We've been doing it, I think two years now of the just back-to-back sets on monday in detroit because we're all at that point in the weekend everybody's so tired and to have to perform yeah it's so much easier to play with another person everyone's I always think. like why you guys are insane but i will say this year last year even like i mean again it's an extension of that entire weekend at tangent and it really is just to seal the deal like it's so special and this this year with patrick and wata and with Lori, I mean, with everybody, Lori and Erica, um, I just was like, wow. Yeah, and it Carlos was really... And, you know, the whole kind of like, you know, all the stuff going on in the other room with Carlos and with Juan, with Silent Servant, really just blew my mind. Because I, I wasn't expecting that room. And they really kind of transported me to that weird place in my, like, 14-year-old youth, you know? Like, they were pulling out stuff that I was like, What? Yeah, I haven't heard these cool songs set. in a long time. You know, like I walked in and they were playing like Tones on Tail. You know, like just really fun, really fun. And also just really weird shit that I've never heard. And I'm just, I loved it. I thought it was really special. Yeah. I think just like I was thinking earlier when you were talking about No Way Back, about the early No Way Backs and how small. So small. People <laughs> don't realize, like before people were coming or knew about it. I mean, we had, by the time it was 6 a.m., we would have. 10 people yeah. there or something i mean what it was just, back then was maybe like one fifth of what we have now i think um, even less i mean maybe yeah i don't know it's i don't i don't crazy. know the numbers but it's it's and I, now i'm thinking like with the bunker it seemed the Monday monday bunker party at tangent just seems to get bigger and better yeah. every year as well so it's really cool to just I see mean, the whole thing growing like that and then going into like you know you know, from No Way Back into Lot Mass, like just, you know, having everybody there still and like Jason playing, Jason Kendig was playing and yeah, really just, I don't know, it just felt right. It felt good. And it's exciting. I, I mean, honestly, you know, I know there's a lot of new things coming up and there's always like other parties, the Detroit changes 
Um, movement changes all the time with the after parties, but um, I think that the options are great. And I think also just what Brendan puts together, what Brendan and Erica and their whole team put together for that weekend is really thought out and really just phenomenal. Um, yeah. And it's really turned into something I very, very special at this point. People really, really appreciate it and love it. Yeah, I sure do. Um, so we're in Pride Month now. Happy Pride. Happy Pride, everybody. Um, you're always, I mean, of course, everybody's, there's so much talk about Pride online. Yeah. But for as long as I can remember, you've been like one of the most vocal proponents yeah. of Pride. Even going back, I remember we... Speaking of high kicks and neck snaps, we did that. We weren't, it was before there weren't like techno parties happening that were related to pride. This is, and this wasn't this long ago. It was probably five, six years ago. Right. And we had on pride weekend, we had you and Magda and Carlos at output and we didn't promote it as a pride party or it's like accidental pride right? in a way. Well, um, I don't know that it was accidental, but I think, you know, a lot of a lot of things have changed um, in the last five years, I'd say, like the visibility for, you know, this gay dance floor, this queer community, this queer dance floor is it's really come full front, um, full circle again. You know, it was, you know, it was something so important for so long, especially in New York City. You know, there's such a rich history for that community and it almost kind of vanished and I feel like in the last few years you know with people like Wrecked and with people like Honcho and people like Honey Dijon all these collectives um, just kind of bringing you know bringing visibility to all of us um, on you know in, in regards to like dance culture and DJ culture um, it, it was just like it was inevitable that it, it had to happen. And I don't know. I feel really thankful for being like involved and being a part of that story and being this kind of, you know, new generation of gay and queer and trans artists. Um, I don't know. It's, you know, it's, it's not enough. There's, there's so many people that need to be out there doing what they're doing. And I know people lose hope or people get upset or, you know, there's a lot of this talk lately about, you know, various platforms and the kind of like harassment that happens. And um, I think we all need to stand behind each other and challenge this entire thing. Like, we're not going anywhere. Like, we're here. Are you talking about like harassment in online forums? Yeah, and stuff like that. Well, specific it's just kind well, of wild that it's that's still I mean, a thing. I brush it off. I don't brush it. I mean, personally, I don't let those things affect me. I know, you know, some people are young and still growing, you know, and still learning to deal with that kind of interaction and it exists and it's foul. Um but just to touch base on like, you know, it being pride, I think, you know, power in numbers and we all have to, we all have to kind of defend each other, and we all have to stand up for each other, no matter what you identify as or what you're a part of. Um, it's just, it's important. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's always been what I've been trying to do, especially in the last 
five, six years more specifically is bring together this, like, I want the crowd of people. I don't want a just queer crowd or yeah. just straight crowd. Like to me, I, I just kind of want all the people who are cool with everybody else. Like, I, I think, think that's, that's, that's the best vibe. It's hard to, it's yeah. hard to achieve. You know, honey, honey Dijon always <laughs> talks about, you know, like how it used to be on the dance floor and like this kind of like, you know, mixture of everybody of all races and colors and sexualities. And, you know, she's always talking about that and it's so important. And, um, I feel like what the bunker, you know, everyone's always like, Oh, like, whoa, you know, there's a prize or whatever that we're doing a pride party, but, you know, like half of your artists, we represent that demographic, like in a big way. And um, I don't know, it's it has its place and it's important. And, you know, there's so much to be said about about having allies. And the bunker is an ally, you know, like to the to the community. And yeah, I mean, it I don't may, know if people don't, you know, some people maybe not see that, but like, it really, I mean, look at the lineup, look at the roster. It couldn't be more like, you know, kind of diverse and exactly like what, what needs to be seen. Yeah, like really. I said, it makes perfect sense like, to me. And I guess we should, since people are listening, we should mention the details. We're doing the Bunker Pride on Saturday at Market Hotel with Mike Servito. Also have Eris Drew, Carlos Safrant. And Lauren Flax, there's still tickets on sale on our website, thebunkerny.com. Uh, very excited for this one. I'm super excited to, I think, yeah, this is the first time we're doing it at Market Hotel. And the parties there have just been so uh, special. I love it. It's kind of a little, well, I shouldn't say difficult because we have a good system down now, but bringing in sound and lights and everything to make that venue exactly the way I want it. But when all is said and done, it's I just feel like it's my favorite place to do parties I mean, right now. It just feels perfect when it's done. It, it brings that kind of old, like that old feel of party. Yeah. Um, and like I said, the line, not to be biased, but that lineup, I mean, for, for the bunker, um, for New York, I feel is really special and really representative of... The talent and the depth of what's out there um, amongst this kind of underground, you know, it really is like, yeah, I'm I so mean, excited. For all the people we're playing with, it's like, you know, they're veterans and they've been doing this. And it's, you know, pride for us. It's, you know, it's not just one day. It's like the entire year and it's like every year and it's our livelihood. It's our spirit. You know, we speak, you know, sometimes we don't always have the words to say, but like, Musically, like that's that's our catharsis. That's like what gets us through all the challenges, especially today. Like music is like that's our church. You know, Lauren Flack yeah. said it the other day. Like that's that really is our church and that's our go to. And um that's why I feel like everyone performs so well. Like we're so passionate about about music and about the culture and about the dance floor and about, you know, the space and the energy, like all those things. Are really yeah like really really like important um, yeah i feel i mean yeah church is a good metaphor i mean i found my entire community yeah. through the bunker and through this music and like, i think that's, my, it's been my whole life now and that's what's important i think that goes for everybody not just like you know not just the queer community and the gay community i think i mean you find who you need to connect with and hopefully that's in a positive manner and you know it's kind of for all yeah. I mean, it's like our chosen family. Yeah. Well, with that, 
Should we get back into the mix? We've got like 48 minutes until the bunker on Red Bull Radio is over forever. Forever. All right. Um, Do you know what you want to play next? I thought I did, but... <laughs> well, we can listen to this for until while you decide this is one of the greatest tracks ever. I know. I, You know, I, let me just say this before we were... You know, the background music... Um, it's just a lot of stuff I play all the time at home or um, traveling, and it's really like... It kind of keeps my, you know, my sanity... Um, yeah, me too. This is mostly the kind of stuff I listen or to. Or my at home. insanity in check. Rather. Yeah, <laughs> and you. I mean, you did. You did an ambient set at Maxime's party. Like, I tried to. <laughs> you tried to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I played some ambient things for Max's birthday last year, and with um, my guy, who did I play with? With Remy, with Leslie Remy. Um, so that was, that was fun. Yeah. But also stressful, you know. I just like I just want to hear these songs. I just want to hear this like Seafeel remix, blah blah blah. So, anyways, yeah, Aphex Twin, um, and some Herco S, and what else, what else did I? St- oh, I played a a Patrick Cowley. Oh, nice track on Dark Entries. I saw you got a really nice package from Dark Entries. Yeah, this week it was really really awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Dark Entries. Yes, thank you. Um, okay. Let's do this. Ready to get into the mix. Uh, we're going to get back in the mix with Mike Servito. We're here until the top of the hour. You're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. You're listening to Red Bull Radio. Thank you. 
Protect your programmed memories. Protect your programmed memories. 
in the face You'll never know Smack in the face. 
Hello, you're listening to The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio. The final sign-off. Been in the mix with Mike Servito. Thanks again for coming in. Thank you for beautiful, having me. Beautiful music. It's a great way to end with yeah. you. Yeah. You can catch Mike this Saturday at Market Hotel if you're in Brooklyn, playing the Bunker Pride with Eris Drew, Carlos Safran, and Lauren Flax. Tickets available. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for people who've been tuning in for a long time. By my count, this was our 122nd show. Three and a half years. Uh, it's been fun. Thanks for listening. This is The Bunker New York on Red Bull Radio.